We've started might already. Just, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> um, so I was just listening to an interview with Michel Gondry, trying to understand the French okay. from a while ago. But, um, well, wait, big difference this week. We're recording it in person in the same room at a distance of two metres apart with a microphone <laughs> in the middle. And it might mean as well that the listener gets some slight stereo effects. Yeah. If I'm in your right ear and Gemma's in your left, it's, <laughs> it's worked. Isn't that how it always is? No, because we normally record in mono and then you sort of slightly mix it together. Ah. But we'll see. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's very exciting to be somewhere different um, with the cat watching on. We're in my flat. I remember in a previous episode I said our flat, Gemma and I don't live together. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify. <laughs> uh, right, minute seven. Yeah, we're going right in. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to. <laughs> no, we're oh, talking you can, about we... dreams first. We're talking about dreams later. Oh. We can talk about dreams later. Yeah. Um, so, re reminder, because I'm confused. I am too. Uh, Wait, so, well, yeah, he's just going to that room. So now minute seven oh, yeah. begins with him in that room, like, messing around with a really annoying-looking laundry rack. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. It's all, like, you know those sorts of things where it's just, like, really crappy and they always like fall apart at the wrong time and like you pinch your hands something like that uh there's a load of stuff on the bookcase that was zebra so at that point i'm like oh this is probably his childhood room and that kind of grows on that idea it's quite obvious really um he plays some little toy that says something like come in andrew can you complete the mission yeah apparently that's um michelle's son's alarm clock oh right because it's his flat and I think it's the stuff that's in the flat, I presume. I think right. they must have put some things in there. Do you remember um, at school we had those little keychains with like the sound effects? It was like a Yes! Yeah. It's weird, presumably oh. do kids have those now? Oh, it's enthusiastic. Well, it's weird that like you mm. have a, like a mobile phone that can do so many things that you kind of wonder whether yeah. those things are just so obvious and boring. That no they did when anymore. I, it was a few years ago now, in primary. Right. Well, that, that's also that said. I mean, kids went wild for fidget spinners, which to yeah. me looked incredibly really boring. retro. But also, they still were into like the same kind of stationery as well, yeah. like scented rubbers and things like that. Yeah, I guess that's just these crazies that just go on eternally. I've said about the flats, just like nice flat, small but arty. Not rich then. <laughs> that was my <laughs> that was my impression. Yeah, lots of like arty things all around. I've put that there's a poster of the Smiths. On his wall, um, there are key rings, a Mexican hat, a sombrero, um, drawings, a weird rubber man, <laughs> don't know, can't remember, and a wooden bed, like a little truckle bed, uh, what do you call them, yeah, like obviously a child's bed. Yeah. But he doesn't look like he's going to fit, fit in, although Gail is quite small. Yeah, well he's in the Maybe other... Maybe he does fit. Cause Am I get, like, is well, he right gets into the bed, yeah, yeah. So he's, he, he's also in the but other you room. See it. And is like playing around with some little Mexican ornaments. Yeah. Ornaments of, and it, they're very noisy. And there's a photo on the Mariachi. counter. Which I'm guessing is him. Yeah, maybe. I'm bad at recognising people as well, I should point out to listeners. So I'll be all these sorts of things where I'm like, is that the same person? And to everyone else it's just like, yes, it's obviously the same person. I'm sorry, that's just... What, in the photo? Yeah. Is him I don't he... think we can see that, can we? Because oh. isn't it just a child? Well, it looked more remember. like an adolescent version. Oh, okay, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking because he's he's Mexican, are they making it so, like, maybe his mum is French and his dad was Mexican? Because ah. there's the mariachi figures, yeah. there's a sombrero, there's, like, Mexican things. Right, right. But he, and he's looking at, like, maybe his dad, if his dad has died, he's come back. Right. 
and all his dad's stuff is there maybe um and he was speaking spanish that's it he's speaking spanish to his dad in his dream right so and his mum is speaking french on the phone so that would make uh, sense right, right. um and i said that like maybe his mum is a primary teacher yeah because there's pictures of her yeah he sort of looks at like there's a photo on the fridge or something and he checks the back of it and we yeah presumably nothing on there and it's a photo of a kind of classroom and there's this kid with an amazing looking pink elephant mask Oh, I don't remember just that. homemade. Yeah. And then it kind of scans over a bunch of sort of boxes of toilet rolls, yeah. of acrylic paint. Pine cones, coloured yeah. bottle lids, sweet wrappers. Yeah, so we yeah. assume that... Uh, so yeah, so it made me think that it's his mum in the photo, that she's a teacher. Yeah. And that these are sort of, you know, photos from her class and lesson props. Yeah, so. cute. Well, apparently, like... So in the... I mean, it's just boring to say what's on the um, commentary, because you can just listen to it. But I was listening to it, and... Um, Gondry is asking uh, Gaia, like, what are you doing here? Why do you... He said, oh, you made those mariachi figures, like, fall over on purpose. And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, everything has a story behind in my head. So he's, like, making a kind of... Even if they haven't told him, a kind of purpose for doing things. So he knocks right. them over so that he can then pick them up. And I don't know. And then he's looking at the photo. He said, why do you look at the back of the photo? And he's like, oh, to look to check the date. Because I wondered that. I was watching it. I was like, why is he t looking at the back of them? But... I see. Makes sense. He had an idea in his head, anyway. I've forgotten that you're listening... So you're listening to the editor's stuff as you go along? Yeah, I just listened to a little bit of it, because right. I was curious. Is that just like an extra soundtrack? Like, just yeah. Going, okay. Maybe I'll do that. I'll see. Yeah. Um, well, they're speaking English. Right. So it's easy to... <laughs> so it'd be easier for me to understand. Oh, yeah. Plastic zebra. You said that. I also wrote down, boxing gloves, plastic zebra, plastic skeleton. Oh yeah, it must be in the background. There was a really cool drawing in the background. Oh no, wait, that's in the next minute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's not actually that much because he just looks round. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I get confused where one thing ends. That's it, really, isn't it? He's just yeah. looking at the different thing, and he looks at the photo. That's the end of the. Do minute by minutes ever cheat and just go straight into the next minute, or are they always like <laughs> kill the episode, start another? Kill the episode. Yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to, I was, some of the things we were talking about before, you know, I was talking about like Guardian, and I couldn't remember mm. the name. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah and he sure. is a Guardian, um, and I found a little article about it, it's quite interesting, about them. So the, it is a Paris thing, um, and they were, they came about after World War I, um, so that middle class and upper class families could carry on having servants, essentially. So they didn't have servants anymore, but they wanted to have someone that like did their laundry for them, took the rubbish away, cleaned the building, things like that. So they they um, had these guardian who then got somewhere to live, so they got rent-free accommodation, but they became big, a big part of Paris life. And apparently they've kind of gone out of fashion because new buildings kind of didn't need them. But the Marie de Paris, this article was like about five years old, but the Marie de Paris wanted to reinstate them and kind of encourage people to do it and you can like study to be a guardian. And apparently loads of them are Portuguese. Oh, interesting. So I mean, presumably you over... must get paid something for doing it. Well, yeah, they do get paid, just not yeah, just not very not, well. Yeah, yeah, they're not like, they're just like quite, but they get free yeah. accommodation and it's like, I mean, it's, it's quite highly thought of, I yeah. think. There used to be kind of a lot of roles which were sort of where you know where there was sort of something where you wouldn't really necessarily get paid very much but it was in return for accommodation because being a au pair is similar to that as well yeah it's true uh, anyway Indeed. that wasn't very exciting <laughs> <laughs> tell us about your dreams uh 
Oh, Jules has been playing to me dreams in a freaky voice. Like his computer reading out dreams is really terrifying. Um, <laughs> what's the one about the cow? Oh, do you want me to play it? Yeah. I have your dream. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yes, while, you're, while you're finding it, what shall I, what was my dream last night? Well, my dream last night was just stupid. I don't even know how to say it. You don't know. <laughs> what was your one? I've forgotten as well, I wrote yeah. it down. Yeah. Um, well, I dreamt that my parents, who are in their 70s, had a new baby, which makes no sense. And at the beginning of the dream, it was just like, I was just kind of going, oh, okay, here's this baby, and I was like playing with it. And then towards the end of the dream, I started to think, hang on, this isn't, this doesn't really make sense. And I was like, uh, well, they've done, surely they've done the baby thing now. Why have they got another one? Um, but also I was looking at these pigeons. I can't really explain this. I've tried to explain it to two people and they just looked at me blankly. It was just very, it was a weird thing to dream because it's not anything to do with me. Like I was just, for a really long bit of a dream, just looking at this tree full of pigeons of all different sizes and they were having some kind of, like... When you say all different sizes, you mean like yeah, different some were pigeon like quite sizes? Fat. Or you mean and like some were, yeah, not, not like, like... one the size of a hippopotamus? No, right. just like different types of pigeon and some were having they were having some kind of like epic storyline that only i could i could kind of understand what was going on in pigeon's heads jules is looking at the microphone no, like, I'm looking at the if, um, like is it going to pick up the sound of the cat washing it's going to sound like <laughs> oh it was doing... like what is Gemma talking about can i pause this discreetly so that she stops talking about these weird pigeons um there's also the yeah. noise of somebody outside probably filming a video there's a load of people on bikes yeah, those are the parkour people. Those are the parkour people. How oh, over there. No, bike? that is different. That right. is. They've got flags and things. Like an extinction rebellion thing, or some sort of reclaim the street type thing. Oh. That looks fun. Is that Should where the music's coming from? Yeah. Exciting. Um. All right. Do you want to hear this dream? I've yeah. got it queued up. So, so what I've what I've been doing is I've, I've collected a whole load of dreams. I think I've said this before that I've, I've harvested about I don't know fifty thousand dreams. Which harvested sounds scary. Does it? It's like you're a dream harvester. Yeah, like you're kind of some creepy monster. <laughs> I, I, like but, something from Buffy that's harvesting people's dreams. I was hoping I was more like the BFG. Oh, okay. Kind of oh, okay. Sort of capturing but he's quite jars. scary as well. He's malevolent. Is he malevolent? No, he's not. I mean, I meant no. the other way around. Benign. There we are. <laughs> Exactly. The word malevolent scares me. Right. It's it like the time. word evil is a scary word. What's the other one? Malevolent, there's um... Ah, oh, there's creepy words for evil things. I mean, obviously, because of what they are, but just the sound of them. Wow. It's because they're going through the tunnel because it sounds extra bassy and good. It's just extra. There's a this tunnel a outside my um. flat and there's a group of about 100 cyclists going through it right now is with music. Well, it's a kind of covered street, it's not really a tunnel. I mean, it depends what you... Technically not a tunnel, because a tunnel would be bored through something, whereas this is a street which has just had a road, a sort of cover built on top of it. That is crazy, that one. Tangerine's curious. <laughs> we, just, just do, we should just break out into a dance party. Oh yeah, like... Um, dance party Wait, segment. we went to see... Um, uh, that film in Brooklyn. 
Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Ferris Bueller's oh, Day Off. Oh, that was such a good moment when he's yeah. when they're in the carnival but, and everyone stood up and did the twist. Yeah, so we all did the we twist at the point. It was, it was about, I don't know, a couple of hundred It was the most hipster experience I've yeah. ever had. Well, that's probably not true, but it was pretty high on the hipster yeah. scale because it, it was, was in, in Brooklyn. In a playground, yeah. we just drank cocktails from a really expensive, like trendy cocktail bar where you drank up jam jars. And then we were at an open air cinema in Brooklyn, and they were all hipsters, and they all knew the word, the film word by word. I mean, it was it was and in the Karen like, Park, so it is yeah hipster central, and yeah. everyone drinks. I mean, jam it's jars the only time I've been there. to <laughs> to New York, so I don't know how hipster it was. <laughs> It's weird as well because it's like jam jars, but they're not actual jam jars. They're glasses no. that have been made like to look Macy like jars. jam jars. Yeah, because you know they're not... just not very good for drinking out of. No, it's that too. But it did seem very cool all the time. There's that, there, is there a real word for that kind of like um, sort of retro sort of mm. remake a thing? But it's not even true because it's all actually just manufactured directly for it. I don't so know. Sort of like is there a, fake a word? Nostalgia. Wank. <laughs> actually that's one of the words that I was trying to look at well it'll come into next minute more because there's a lot of French in this film and I've just been like trying to remember my French and I was trying to work out what that because there's in French there's bronlieu which is wank is it? a wanker a bronlieu bronlieu okay. I can't say it uh, con which is like I can never work out how rude it is because French say it all the time. I mean, the French are quite rude. But they are quite rude. So. And also, I speak gutter French. Right. So, like, I'm not good <laughs> at knowing what's polite and what's not. But I can't quite work out if it's just idiot or if it's wanker or, like, what that word. Anyway, if you were French, well, I, mean, I, I guess apologize. With these things, like, the literal meaning and how yeah. you use it is tricky. Swear words are really hard to translate, actually. Yeah. Because it's not. I mean, this is why I think it's just stupid, like, words in themselves don't have any meaning or, like, yeah. like it doesn't, it's how you use them. You can use a very innocuous word in a nasty way and, like, you can say, yeah, they were know, saying like, extreme in, um... words in, like, just does, doesn't matter. It's how, it's the context in which you're saying them. And that's the point, like, when you try and translate it, it's like, well, is this equivalent of that? Well, it depends. I heard that in Japan... There's not that many swear words, and they said that one of the rudest things you can say is just to say you in a rude way. It's kind of you, yeah, it's like you, well, that's true you. in English, yeah, but it's just like it's really, you really are. rude. It's just like a kind of like addressing someone because oh. that's often it, isn't it? As well, it's like just I mean, in French as well, you know, that you use a two form yeah. for children, yeah, but it, and it's I kind of you, gone out a you bit, would use but... it with friends, but no, but it's like, but it would be rude to use, you wouldn't yeah. say it, yeah. I mean, I, I understand that like maybe like police officers would use it people yeah, to kind of like because yeah. they're talking down to you That's so true. they're like you know sort of treating you like you're a child or something yeah i'm not very good at understanding so, that for yeah. me because it's so different from but our isn't, well it's certainly voo is always polite yeah and they, they were like you can't really go wrong with voo it's like you would just well just you be... would like if you were going on a date or something it'd be embarrassing if you i mean you would just look right. like a foreigner and it'd be embarrassing yeah. i can think of a few times when i like got that flush of shame where i said like to to toy someone and so and I was just like, oh god. Yeah. But I mean, it might just be but, like sort of saying, you know, good morning or good afternoon, you know. It's more than that. It's been like too formal. We just don't have an equivalent. No, I guess we don't. Um, don't you also in like Japan? Uh, Matt was saying he was teaching, like, they can't say no, they don't like saying no. Maybe. Don't know. So, is this to try and get them to like 
disagree with something and they'll just they'll just go, uh I mean it's okay. <laughs> it's like no, you have to they just can't say a direct no or oppose something. They have to kind of talk around well, it. I think it's really rude. British are don't a like bit like it. that as well. We have a lot of ways of dismissing something without rightly mm. saying it. Because American that's one of yeah, the things like Americans going, don't. I'm okay, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, because um Apparently in Sweden they don't do that. Right. Because my flatmate was said when she was there, uh, her friend's family, well, they were speaking English, but they're Swedish, and they asked her if she wanted something, and she said, no, I'm... No, she didn't say no, she just went, I'm okay, thanks. And they were like, uh, I didn't know what that meant. She said, do you want it or not? She said, just go, no. <laughs> yeah, because I've heard that way, yeah, like some nations it seems like people are very abrupt because they're like, no, yeah. I'm not going to do that. You know, they're, <laughs> like, they're like, you know, oh, do you want to go to the zoo? And they're like, no, I don't. You know, and it sort of just sounds too direct, you know, because you'd like, <laughs> I love oh, that that's what you picked. Probably you not to the today. Zoo? Yeah, or something like that, you know. Oh. I remember also. Yeah, maybe another time. When I was in New York, we had uh, my. I was, I was working at a newspaper and uh, the editor um, was English. And there was some kind of meeting. Uh, where these Americans presented something, and she was like, mm, "Yeah, this is quite good," and they took away from that, like thinking, "Oh, this is really, you know, quite exceptional. You know, this is excellent." Whereas to to a Brit, it quite yeah. good probably means, "Yeah, oh, go back and do it again," <laughs> or you know, "This isn't going to get published." Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny. The qualifier quite is yeah. not, not a good one. I think as well, what a lot of it is is actually it is it comes from sarcasm, which we've just used mm. so many times. That it's just lost its effect and it now has the opposite meaning. Interesting. Why do you, know, you do you, that? There's very I think the quite... French do as well, though. I think that is something. Yeah, because you could say it is, it is. You know, he is quite the gentleman, but that tends to be yeah. really sarcastic as well. Maybe but it comes from like this sort of formal you... language, as opposed to mm. I don't know a former formal Latinate language, which is very kind of talking round things instead of being direct. Being... Yeah. But certainly we do that a lot in the UK where we use sarcasm. Yeah. You know, kind of, but in such a, to such an extent that it's not even obvious that we're doing it. It's just the sort of way of dismissing something is to say the, you know, to say that's, oh, fantastic. You but know. it's weird. Why don't, why has American culture not I don't know. come up with that? Even... Like if American culture has kind of come from England originally... It doesn't make sense. I don't understand. Well, it was a long time ago. So it's a, well, a yeah, lot of the language I mean, has changed since then. Not so, even as long ago as we're talking about English people speaking French and getting I mean, in just, this Latin form or, form or style. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's relatively... I mean, if you look at just how much language has changed just before yeah. the but Second why World did that, War Why did now? they break away from that? Why did they not go more into it? I don't know. I mean, it's certainly they say also that... There's no Southern states as well often sort of speak English in a, in a way which is closer to how we were speaking English a long time oh, ago. Really? Yeah. So some of the words which are. Apart from the French ones. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they mispronounce them. All right, ready for the stream? <laughs> yes. Registration. Stressful intro. 
crying. I feel like I'm in a David Lynch film. Yeah, it's a scary it's voice. It's the way he says the vowels. My dad. <laughs> I just was picturing in like Lost Highway that scary man whose head spins around. Yeah, I'd like I him to be a bit that. less, a bit less threatening and more God, ASMR. But it's awful. There's a limited palette of uh, voices to choose from. <gasps> That wasn't, yeah, that wasn't the one that I just said about the pigeons. This was a few days ago. Yeah. But it's just this mixture. I keep dreaming that I'm a mixture of... Sc- this is going on now, isn't it? It's fine. There's a mixture of, um, like, being a teacher and, and being a student. It's right. very weird. I think there's something about teaching in secondary school that makes you at times regress and I'm kind of in my dreams I'm a mix so sometimes I'm the same age as my students so they're current students but I'm in class with them and then other times I'm I switch to being a teacher and it's oh it's really horrible and it was just like the worst of both because I was messing around as a student and I was getting in trouble with my actual tutor from from school and I was late or something and then that thing of, yeah, like when you know you have to call in sick, it was a very Covid dream as well, because it was like, I really don't think they're going to call the police because everybody's getting ill at the moment, I think it's okay. My dad was going to work as well. Well, you said this was the first time And my remember. older brothers were at home, and my younger brother was little, so it's just like all muddled, like nothing made sense, it was all muddled times. Um, you said this was the first dream you remember where you were wearing a mask? Yeah. As well. Yeah, and conscious of it. And that's been because I've been wearing it quite a lot, and the feel of it's quite strong. But normally you don't, well, I don't dream of things that are happening now. Normally there's a bit of a lag, like I'll dream of somewhere I worked ten years ago. Mm. I hardly ever dream of things that are happening right now, I think. Or it takes a while for things to come I used to have dreams. it where the radio, maybe I even still do, but it's in the other room, so I don't really hear it. But I had it where the radio would come on to wake me up. Oh, and then it, it goes into your dreams. Yeah. And yeah. I remember that because I had like the day David Bowie died. I had weird David Bowie dreams. Oh wow! Because it was very. Did that uh, freak you out though when you woke up and you were like, "Oh, it's like I dreamt thing." Yeah, I think so. I think I, I had a sort of Dream like weird. Died. Did I premonition? Was it a premonition? You're like, no. It must have I been. think often when people say that, or even when we think, you know, you get that weird thing of like, "Oh, but that's weird." I was think just thinking about that, and yeah. now it's happened. It's because we probably heard it without realizing it, or saw something on a poster. We we see so many images and hear so many things. You yeah. only have to hear it in the background yeah. as you walk in a shop for a second and it's in there somewhere. I agree, yeah. And I, or like, I, I, there was this dream I had as a kid and I'm like, I'm sure, it, because I later, it was weird because I saw this thing on TV and I was like, oh my God, that's exactly my dream. And I'm like, it must have just been I saw oh. of that as a child. There's no yeah. way that something could be so... Oh, so, so did you tell you about this film that I watched? No. Well, maybe, I don't know. Well, um, How am I supposed yeah. to write that? <laughs> oh, no, I did, I did. But you said oh. you didn't remember it. It was from the 80s. <laughs> Paper House. Paper House? Paper House. Paper House, right. It's from, um... We're sponsored by um, PayPal, everyone. (laughs) It's from this book, Marianne Dreams, Catherine Store, and there's a series of it as well from the 80s, and it's the freakiest flipping thing. It's like, uh, I think it was 1987? No, 1989. Um, But Marianne Dreams is about a little girl who gets ill and then she draws a house and she dreams these like the house kind of comes true in her dreams and she draws a boy in one of the windows and she goes to the house and the boy is just there but it's really freaky so she doesn't know uh so in the film 
she's got a kind of fever um, and she hears, the doctor tells her about her other patient who's this boy who's got um, a terminal illness and he can't walk so he's stuck in bed so he kind of comes into her dream place but it's real so she goes to the and it's on this cliff and it's just the house is just like she's drawn it and so because she hasn't drawn any stairs she's just drawn the boy's face at the window he's just there and he doesn't know why he's there and he's like I can't let you in there's no stairs and so he's just in this house and then she draws stuff but it's all like freaky kind of kid drawings come to life so things are like giant and like some things are small and it's just kind of crap and then as he's getting iller the house is just like destroyed and then she draws someone outside she's but tries to draw her dad outside but the drawing goes wrong and she's like he looks like a maniac he looks like a serial killer and so then her dad arrives like really and he's terrifying and he's just like let me in <laughs> and he's really and he's got no eyes because she crosses his eyes out so his <laughs> eye is so scary that sounds terrifying but it was so like my so experience of being it, that age, yeah. Yeah, but it was, it was freaky because she had like same. I mean, I'm the kind of the same age. Maybe she's a bit older. Um, and when I was that age, I used to have hallucinations, kind of like she does in the dream, mm -hmm. like. Um, and I don't know why I used to get like fever, and just sort of dreams where I just think I'd see things in my room. Um, or just have those kind of sensory hallucinations. <laughs> right. Um, and it was, the person who wrote the book was a psychologist. Um, and so I think she was interested in genuinely those childhood strange things you get. Um, which maybe is quite common. And actually I heard a thing, Jarvis Cocker on the radio recently, he's done this new track and he called it no, I'm going to get it wrong. But when he was talking about it, he said that one of the lyrics is about that, exactly what I just said. When you are a child, and he used to get it, um, you get these fever dreams where things go really massive, too possibly big, and then shrink to really, really tiny. And it's a really uncomfortable, strange feeling. Right. And he said it on the radio, and he was trying to explain what this lyric was. And loads of people wrote in and said, oh my god, yeah, I had that. And I did as well, and I never heard anyone else say about it. Is it? Did that not sound familiar Must I evolve the song? Maybe. Something about a whale and a something. Is it about whales? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Save the whale? Is there, yeah, I think so. But it's that freaky, did you never have that? Like, did you never have fever when you were, did you have any illness when you were Yeah, well, it was interesting, it said glandular fever. I had scarlet yeah. fever when I was a kid, and I don't know if I had glandular fever. I don't too. think I did, but I do remember getting fevers. Yeah. And also just hallucinations. And I remember the doctor being called round, and he was just like, oh, it's just a phase. <laughs> but I saw, like, so armies. Just... I'd just go into my parents' room and be like, the penguins are here again. <laughs> <laughs> And they were so freaked out. And once my grand was babysitting, and she called my parents to come back early because she was so freaked out because they said there was an army marching in my room. And I can still remember it. Right. But I think it's like the, a thudding in your... If you're, if you're blood... You know, you can feel your heartbeat sometimes in your, in your ears. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like a, that's like a thudding or marching. Um, and fevers are weird. 
things. Well, we, we can't really probably use... I don't know how it works with music. We probably don't have... Is this Jarvis? I believe so. Have you seen the lyric that he's talking about? No. But we probably can't use this. We've got to cut it out. <laughs> okay, a little bit. That's it. Manifestation in the universe? I don't know. Was it called Save the Whale? Yeah. Wrinkly world. Mm, that's it. World. That's it. That's wrinkly what he world. means. The wrinkly world, yeah. because it's like things are sort of. Um, it's well. That's why it's very hard to explain. I suppose that's why he was trying to do it. It's like um, I think also it's part a fever thing. And also sleep is connected with that kind of sleep state where you're in a half sleep state, half wake. But it's also to do, I don't think you get it as an adult, it's to do with age as well. I think it's about your, this sounds a bit wanky, but like your um, awareness of your own mortality. And that is a very, if you think of your childhood fears and like those things of being really afraid when you're a child, it's when you're just starting to understand that bad things can happen to you or that you can die like because you kind of go through this period where it's just like you you're just invincible and you're the center of your world and then you kind of come out of it and it's really frightening because it's like and so it's this sense of the like the whole world and you're just this tiny thing on it that makes sense mm -hmm. but... we're 33 minutes in now we should probably <laughs> stop right how are we going to end it how about if i wake up the cat and she meows <laughs> try it all right